Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week, we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high-frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Most frustrating things I find is that when we're trying to teach our little ones the alphabet for the first time and we get this great alphabet puzzle or an alphabet book and we're going through the letters of the alphabet, the sounds that they match up with the letters are not always the first sound that we want to teach our little ones. So lots of letters in English will represent different sounds depending on where they are in the word or depending on which letter is next to them in the word. There's a lot of complexities when it comes to our English language. But when we are first teaching our preschoolers and our kindergartners how to match up the sounds they hear with letters of the alphabet, we wanna keep it as simple as possible. We wanna stick with the most common consonant sounds and we wanna stick with the short vowels. That's where we start. That's not where we end, of course. It gets a lot more complex, but that's where we start. And unfortunately, a lot of alphabet puzzles and alphabet books don't recognize this and they just kind of use a word that starts with that letter, but it's not the most common sound. So the biggest culprit is usually G is for giraffe, which is very common to see in puzzles and books, but the G representing the J sound is not what we wanna start with with our little ones. We wanna start with G representing the G sound because that's the more common sound. That's the one we wanna start with. The same thing goes for uh, especially the vowels like the letter O, for example. I have seen alphabet books that say O is for orange, <laughs> but the actual sound at the beginning of orange is OR, which is an R-controlled vowel because when O is followed by R, it makes the OR sound. That is not what we wanna teach our preschoolers and our kindergartners because that is something that's more complex that they're gonna learn probably either late kindergarten or in first grade. So in today's video, I just wanted to go through the alphabet I have free alphabet cards that you can download that you can follow along with. These are the ones I'm gonna to use today. They're animal alphabet cards. And I am just going to teach you how to correctly say the sound very clearly, very crisply, without adding any extra uh sounds at the end of these letter sounds. And I'm gonna teach you which ones are the most common sound for each letter that we want to teach our little ones in preschool and kindergarten when they're first learning the alphabet. So like I mentioned, these cards are free download at littleslovelearning.com. You can go ahead and head over there. I will put the link down in the description box below and you can get your own copy, okay? A, A, B, B, C, K, D, D, E, E, 
I, I, J, J, K, K, L, O, M, M, N, N, O, A. P, P, Q, this one is interesting. Did you know that Q by itself would actually represent the K sound? Like in the word Iraq, the Q at the end is the K sound. In English, when Q and U are next to each other, which by the way, they are in every single English word, they're married. Q and U together represent qu. So Q by itself does not represent qu. It's actually Q, U together. It's k, w, qu together. Two letters, it's actually two sounds. K, w, qu. R, r. This is the hardest one to master. It is not er, and it's not r. Think of the word red. Think of the beginning, but don't say the rest of the word. R, r, like you're gonna say red, but not the rest of the word. This is the one that most people, myself included, need to work on. R. S, s, T, U, uh, V, mm. W, w. X, this is another interesting one. X represents X. It's one letter, but it's actually representing two sounds. It's the only letter in our alphabet. It's one letter representing two sounds. Together, x. However, x at the beginning of a word will represent a different sound, like in xylophone, z. We want to teach our students x represents x, like at the end of the word fox. We don't want to start by teaching them that x represents z, like in xylophone. So stick with Y, Y, Z, Z. That's the regular alphabet. But I always, in the beginning, also teach my students digraphs. I think from the very beginning, it's important to include these digraphs in our practice so that we can start learning some irregular words like the. TH has a two because it represents two different sounds depending on if our voice box is on or off. We have and I like to teach my students to feel their voice box and to hear if feel if it's on or off. It's off. It's on. CH. 
S H sh W H W. So I include my digraphs with my basic consonants and my short vowels when I am first teaching the alphabet to my little ones in pre-K and in kindergarten. So I hope this video is helpful for you and that you can come back and practice these letter sounds. I am not perfect at saying the sounds either. I am still working on it. But a couple of things that I work really hard to do when I'm with my students or my own kids at home, I don't wanna add the extra uh sound that a lot of songs and storybooks will add. For example, b or k or d. That extra uh sound, we need to cut that off with our imaginary scissors. We want it to be very crystal clear that it's just b, k, d. And the reason for that is because when our little ones start reading and if they see the letter B and it's followed by an A and a D for the word bad, but they think that the B represents B, they're going to say B, ad, B, ad. And I have seen this happen before where students can't blend the word because they're adding that extra uh sound to their letter sound. So we wanna make sure that those letter sounds are really crystal clear and we get rid of any of the uh sounds. We also wanna take special consideration of that letter R. It is the trickiest one, I guarantee it. I still work on that as well, but keep practicing that one. Also, when you are picking your alphabet books or your alphabet puzzles at home, just Give it a little flip through before you buy it or pick it up from the library. And if you see some of those culprits like G is for giraffe or X is for xylophone, you wanna go ahead and put that one back and try to find one that sticks with the clear sounds that we want our little ones to learn. The basic consonants, the short vowels, and if they have digraphs, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!